1991. The only year in the 20th century that is a palindrome. Look that up, LPJ. Michael Jordan leads the Chicago Bulls to the first of six NBA championships. And Arnold is back as the Terminator. And the Sphinx is back as well. It's time for the last action marker! Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. It is I, the Sphinx, back from the dead. And with us, as always, we've got the good old LPJ. Hey, everybody. And we've got... Hovercraft Joe! <laughs> what up, Sphinx? <laughs> <laughs> uh, threw it out there right there. I like it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> Joe, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Excited to be back. I am glad that you are back, Sphinx. I really am. And I have to say, you know, in the, in the six months I've been gone here, uh, I could not have had a better replacement for, for this show <laughs> than you. Uh, you, you guys not, have done you're a not great wrong. job. I, I know. You're not I, wrong. I know. Some might even say better. Listen, I, I'm talking to Joe right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can go away for the moment. Not, not better. Come on, LPJ. <laughs> just different. Just different, right. Just different. But now we get all sides of the coin. We're all here together. That's correct. And, and you know, we... Officially, Joe is staying on with us for the Last Action Podcast, and, and I am very happy with that, and I hope all of our listeners are as well. Um, I think it'll be fun with the three of us uh, doing these, being in and out and whatnot, um, just to kind of help out schedules and, and everything else. So this is kind of us moving forward as the Last Action Podcast. Yeah. I mean, he's actually been on almost as many shows as you have. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, because, well, LPJ, you can kind of tell us what... Well, this is a special episode today for many different reasons, but it is. This is our fiftieth episode. It sure is. I mean, it's my fiftieth episode. <laughs> Whatever. It's so, true. You are the only one who's been on all fifty. I am the continuing threadline through all of these. <laughs> true that. So it's my fiftieth episode. It's the fiftieth episode of the podcast, and we thought. I mean, for our twenty-fifth episode, mm-hmm. we did Die Hard. We sure did. We did a big spectacular for that. This one. It's the 50th episode. We thought we needed to do a big movie as well. Right. And I don't know of any action movie other than Die Hard that's as big as Terminator 2. Agreed. For sure. So yeah. we're doing Terminator 3 today. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, I thought we were doing <laughs> Salvation. I am, yeah. I am not prepared. <laughs> we're doing the Terminator Sarah, Sarah Carter Sarah, Sarah Connor Carter? Chronicles. Who's Sarah Carter? Uh, Sarah Carter Chronicles. <laughs> Although I will say when I was looking for my DVD copy of Terminator 2, I was like, ooh, I own Terminator 3 on DVD. <laughs> that was a surprise. Ugh, I remember going to see that. That was... It's not great. Hot garbage. <laughs> really? See, I feel it's been a while since I've seen it. I, I thought I liked Terminator Three. I mean, I mean, we're not here to talk about Terminator <laughs> no, Three, though, because there is a lot to talk about here with Terminator Two. There it's is true. indeed. So, um, it came out July third, nineteen ninety one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, you know, Fourth of July weekend, big blockbuster weekend, all that, so, all that sort of good stuff. Um, obviously, we are bringing back uh, James Cameron, right? Directing and producing the yep. film. Let's go back for a second, though. Yeah. We <laughs> when, was, when, when was the first time you saw this? Oh, man. It, you know, I'm younger than you guys. So I definitely saw this at home. 
Um, I think it's similar to when I saw Terminator 1. So when DVDs first came out, you know, my dad bought a whole bunch of them and included in there was, was Terminator and Terminator 2. So I, I would honestly guess because I love the first one so much that I probably immediately went and watched this one. Um, but even before that, actually, um, my first experience with Terminator 2, believe it or not, was at Universal Studios Florida because <laughs> yeah. um, I saw the live 3D show uh-huh. that they did there. Um, and so that was really actually my first taste of seeing like you know the, the Terminators themselves. And I just remember as a kid, I was probably eight or nine. I might have been a little bit older. I think it was 10 or 11. But either way, I remember like they have this whole opening scene that's nice and quiet, and it's kind of like introducing the audience to what's going on. And then like out of nowhere, there's this huge explosion, <laughs> and a real person comes out in a real motorcycle <laughs> looking like Arnold and just drives right off the screen. Yeah, and it's all these huge explosions. Have you seen it, Joe? No, I have not oh seen it. Oh, my God. It, it is. <laughs> the word spectacular doesn't even come close. It is... It's nuts. It is nuts. I feel out of the loop. Sorry, guys. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually have a couple things about it, um, but maybe I can talk about it in a moment. If yeah, you guys we'll come back to Yeah, because it is, it is quite remarkable. So as far as... I don't do, I don't think... There's no possible way we went and saw this in the theater. No, we did not see this in there's the theater. There's no way. No. I, I know we rented it and watched it. Yeah, but I, I see. I recall my first viewing of this. I the things in my household weren't as loosey goosey as they were for uh, LPJ, so I wasn't really allowed to see R-rated movies. But I remember like wanting to see this really bad, but not yeah. not seeing it till it was out like on home video. Back then, it was you know VCR, video, yeah. <laughs> actual video. And I even think like I don't know why this is, sticks in my mind, but I think I remember my dad like renting it from the library and like watching and then being like, okay, it's all right for you to watch, and then like watching it then. But I still would have been like twelve, maybe thirteen at the oldest watching it. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's I remember how I remember like the lead up to this movie. I remember how pumped you were. Yeah, like with everything about. And it. I don't know why. I don't know why either, only because I don't think you had you hadn't seen the first one yet. No, 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 no. Definitely, I saw this one before I'd ever seen the first one. Yeah, I I saw this one before I saw the first one. I think. Yeah, I had to have. Um, Which is totally okay because the way they set up T two is it kind of like clues you in on what T one was all about, what the first one was about. They give you enough. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. you know, and it, it's really not. You don't really necessarily need it. No, I I think there's some. I think if you had seen the first one and then going to this one, I think there's a little bit of, I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about the plot, but I think there's some good kind of payoff stuff. It's just like kind of your perceptions of the movie are a little different if you go into it, maybe of seeing the first one sure. into this one. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You might get a little, just a little more backstory. Right. Well, um, a few other things, but I don't want to touch on it. Right, right. 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 Yeah. And not seeing it when I was younger, I, I know that it was because it was such a huge film that I know it, it had to have been through commercials and advertising yeah. and all yeah, of that kind Yeah, I remember of- it being advertised like crazy, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact, kind of like, like, like Avatar was, it was a huge technological advancement, yep. and I think that was the big thing, was the whole morphing technology that Cameron and ILM created. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that, because he had, he had created it, and they had created it for the Abyss, yep. and it won a bunch of awards for that, and then they refined it and used it in T2 like two years later. I was going to say, in order for T2 to happen, he had to, I wrote down in my notes here, he had to do Aliens, and he had to do the Abyss. 
because you see a lot of aliens in this movie and yeah. you see so much of the abyss in this movie that by having those two under his belt, he could kind of make this masterpiece uh, I, fully happen for him. I've never seen The Abyss. Is it good? It's very good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Abyss is good. All right. And it, it has, it's weird because like, so this movie has a certain kind of look to it. The Abyss has that look, whereas Aliens doesn't. Okay. Aliens looks kind of like Alien did. Right. Um, the Abyss looks like this did, but there's elements of both of those movies very much in T2. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Is it enough action to do on this podcast? The Abyss? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, well, I would say there's at least as much action as Top Gun. It's, <laughs> well, it, it's borderline. It, it's like season 18 material. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna go. be, yeah. It's going to be late in, late in the lifespan. <laughs> yeah. yeah with, that, with that battle across time, though, to go back to that quickly, that was yeah. the name of that show. Uh-huh. When it was created. So they actually had James Cameron do it. Um, and they had the, the, the voice work of Arnold... Um, Linda Hamilton, um, the the boy Edward Furlong, yeah Edward Furlong, <laughs> and um, man, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Robert Patrick. Patrick. Robert Patrick. Patrick thank yeah. you. They had all of them involved in it. It cost sixty million dollars <laughs> to make an eight minute attraction at Universal Studios Florida, which at the time, and I from what I saw, it still is today. It is the most expensive venture. Per minute in the history of film. Jeez. Yeah, Because it it's only eight <laughs> minutes long, and they spent $16 million on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, wait, was Captain EO more, though? I don't know. Maybe not more per minute. I, that's what I saw. It said per minute. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Because I remember Captain EO being super expensive, too. Could be. Save it for our amusement park attraction. Yeah, right. there yeah. you go. Well, and it's still... Well, it was. Well, it just closed it in just 2017. Closed, yeah. It is was, still in Japan. So if you want to go right. to I, I was there. In I Japan? Was, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Universal um, in 20. Yeah, in 2017, I think right before it oh. closed. I did not get a chance to go and see it. I was going to say, it, did though. you see it? So neither of you saw it. I'm the only one that saw it. No, I've it, seen right? it. Oh, I was, I was up it. in there a couple times. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It, is, it was cool. Brag. It was so good. Cool. <laughs> it was cool. It was so cool. Yeah. So. Anyway, yes. we should probably <laughs> get back to the movie, to the movie, about the movie itself. Yeah. But, you know, it all ties in, right? <laughs> so I was stating earlier that, that we got James Cameron um, back at the helm, right? So um, he writes it as well, along with William Wisher, um, which William Wisher, um, let's see here. He has done quite a few other movies, um, Arnold movies with that. Um, he did Eraser. Uh, I also have him here doing Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uncredited, but he was there as well. Uh, Live Free and Die Hard as well. Judge Dredd with Stallone. Thirteenth uh, Warrior, which I don't know what that film is. It's not great. It's, no, it's, I've it's, seen it. It's Antonio it's, Banderas. It's based on a Michael Crichton. It book, is based on a Michael Crichton book. Oh, yep. Interesting. Our uh, our friend Dave is a big proponent of that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. He loves it, but I've, I've never seen, seen it. it. It's, okay. It was all right. And then he did the first Terminator as well. He helped Cameron out with it. Um, he is in the film. Did you guys catch where he is? No, I didn't. Uh, I think I remember reading this, but I don't remember. So when um, when Arnold gets thrown through the window, uh, the shopping mall, uh, there's a guy right outside of it that's taking a picture with oh. like an SLR camera. That's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I think I did read that, but I couldn't couldn't remember. Yep. Yep. Um, this really was. We we kind of talked a little bit about it. Um, very briefly, but I think we need to spend a little bit more time on this. This was really a breakthrough film for CGI. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. 
I mean, this is, I, I would say this movie and the abyss are really what started the CGI craze and, and, and really, uh, getting people to buy into it as a, as a filmmaking technique. Yeah, with my DVD, I actually had a little 30-minute documentary um, with Cameron about CGI overall, and it was pretty good. Um, And he really kind of says that this was the first film mainstream to really use it. Because I guess The the Abyss, from what I remember, I mean, I obviously wasn't old enough to remember when it came out, kind of more of a cult kind of It was, yeah. It wasn't, it was not, um, I mean, he wasn't James Cameron then. Yeah. You know? And so it it ultimately was a huge gamble. Like, are people going to buy it uh to what they saw and and obviously like it, it's fantastic um he says that it, it's it's pretty much adobe photoshop that's doing these cgi <laughs> scenes and it's actually and maybe this is a pop quiz i don't know um i'll just hit it in case <laughs> yeah that's fine uh how many minutes in the film is actually cgi oh it's not much it's probably mm, less than 10 <laughs> I'm trying to see. I thought maybe I had it in my notes, but I don't. So um, I don't know. I'll say 15 just to be different. It's five minutes. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think it was that much. It might be eight, but I think I can't find it exactly in the notes. It's really. It's, it's just it's when the T1000 minutes. is on there, and he's not. He's not morphing constantly. Right. And he's not really in the movie that much. No, there's a big stretch of the movie when he's not in it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't notice that until rewatching it, that he really disappears for a solid 45 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a kind of the, the middle part of the movie. He's not yeah, he's just not there. Yeah, yeah when they head off to the desert and all yeah. of that is, all that is where he just disappears. Yeah, yeah, because they go to the desert and then they go to Dyson and then they go to Cyberdyne. To Cyberdyne. Yeah. And that entire section, he doesn't show up right. until and the he, very end. Yeah, of it. he eventually catches back up with them there. Right. But yeah, he's not he's not in it. For he's a not while. in the second <laughs> act at all. Yeah, there's only about uh, there's 42 shots. Um, I did find my note. It is actually only five minutes, and there, it's 42 shots just combined where they had to sprinkle in that that CGI work. Right. Um, one thing that they did, which I thought was kind of interesting, was they would make these plates for like a background with an idea of how they thought they were going to shoot it further down the road with the actual actors. And so they would film these scenes using the CGI. And then because it would be weeks, if not months later, that they would actually be shooting that scene with the actors, they kind of had to go off of what they were doing with the CGI to then recreate the the scenery and the background of what was going on so an example is the elevator scene okay like they created the elevator um with the cgi where where you use like the the thing to open it up yeah and so based on that they then had to find an elevator that kind of fit what the rest like what they had already done oh that makes sense yeah because they had to make it work Right, 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 right. So, yeah. and and Cameron, which we know is so meticulous, like he was so specific about making sure like the lighting was correct. Well, it'd have to and, be and otherwise. Everything he would have to, otherwise it would just wouldn't wouldn't look right. Yeah, You'd right. see the seams. Yep, yep. So really cool. And then this was also a big film that used morphing as well. Yeah. Um. So you know when he's you know yep. when the T one thousands up and big and all that. I guess right. the the film Willow from nineteen eighty eight was like the first movie to really yeah. use it. But again, wasn't wasn't the the big hit that we no, see? When with did us. um when did Michael Jackson's Black and White come out? Because uh, same that, year, ninety one. Yeah, it was, that it was around. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big yeah. That I was a big that deal was too. A big thing, yeah. Yeah. The, the last thing I have because I know maybe some people aren't loving the jargon here <laughs> is um 
the industry, even after T2, still wasn't fully sold on CGI. But there was a movie that was coming up that really just kind of blew it out of the water, and then everyone was all gung ho for it. It was Jurassic Park. That's correct. Yeah. Jurassic Park. So, makes sense. Jurassic yeah, was, Park really yep, right just after. Yep. Yeah. Caused I, everything to work. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this movie, as far as the writing goes, we the seeds of this film were in the script, the original script for T one. Correct. It was just stuff that he had. He couldn't use. Yeah, I did read uh, some of the things I saw. There was a lot of stuff that he planned on or even used for uh, the original that they kind of took out mm-hmm. or, or cut out and then ended up recycling for this. Yep. And then the, the original idea for the two Terminators was the T-1000 was going to look like Michael Bean. Yeah, I mm-hmm. saw that. Which would have, I think it would have it been kind of confusing, but it would have also been kind of cool just yeah. to see that little reversal. Well, I also saw that they said that he, like in his original script for the first Terminator, he had the T-1000 in there. Like he the did. idea of he like did. a liquid metal one, but that it, like financially and technology, it just wasn't, there were too many limitations. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't feasible there yet. to do it, so. Which is not crazy to think, is that he's got this idea in his head of how he wants this movie to go, and then he just kind of realizes like the time's not right yet. Sure. And then waits for that moment when it's right. Yeah. Well, look and at Avatar. It. Avatar, he yeah. had the idea for that decade ago. Yeah. And couldn't do it until he had, he had the 3D technology. It's just crazy because I feel like most people would, would try their best at that moment to, to make something out of it. But he's like, no, you know what? I It needs to happen later. Yeah. Which yeah. is... That I, makes sense. I just find it crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Stan Winston is big for our practical effects, who is such a big player overall in what happens um, with effects. Uh, well, I yeah, because he created he created the look of the Terminators. Oh yeah, of uh, the actual endo the endoskeletons themselves. Yep. I do have a pop quiz again for you guys. Pop quiz, hot shot. So this was an Oscar win for Stan Winston for visual effects. He won two other times. Do you know what movies? They are Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yep, and it's a movie we've already talked about and done on the show. Done on the show. Aliens. All three of us. <laughs> yeah, it's aliens. <laughs> it is. Yep. So he's got three Oscar wins, and it's for those three movies. I just find it crazy we've actually done all of those movies already. <laughs> <laughs> But Stan Winston, listen to our podcast. We talk about actually, you Actually, I think he's dead. Oh. <laughs> Stan Winston? No, he's not. I, I thought I saw he had just died. Oh. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe like five, six years ago. If you're not dead, let us know. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> you know, and what? if you are dead, let us know too. Well, <laughs> Ooh, you know. Uh, on Instagram, we'll go ahead and uh, and attach him to the post and yeah, <laughs> we'll see if yeah. he responds. It might be, it might be a Wesley Snipes thing. You never yeah, know. Yeah, right? It could, ha- it could totally happen. <laughs> Overall, this film was actually nominated for six Oscars. Won four of them. Uh, the other three was makeup, sound, and then sound editing. Uh, was also nominated for cinematography and film editing, but did not win those overall. A lot of a lot of technical stuff, which makes sense from all we've talked about the uh, special effects and all that kind of stuff that went into it. Yep, technical yep. aspects. Do we want to quickly roll through our cast here before we start to get into the film? Yeah, we can. We can do that. Cool. So we got obviously Arnold. Schwarzenegger is our Terminator. So, mm-hmm. pop quiz, hot shot. I guess it's not really a pop quiz, but do you guys know why he's referred to as the T eight hundred and Model one hundred and one? No, I don't. I I saw this, but I don't remember it. Okay, so the T eight hundred is the actual metal skeleton itself. Okay. The Model one hundred and one 
is the flesh that's on it. Oh, okay. So he's the T800 Model 101. So they could be a T800 Model like 102, and it would just have like a different face. Okay. Fair that makes enough. Sense. I like that. <laughs> do you know how much he was paid to do this movie? I do. Oh, oh, I do know that, yeah. So what we got? $15 million. That is correct. Pop quiz, hot shot. Now, based on his salary... How much was Arnold paid to say hasta la vista, baby? I saw this too, but I didn't write it down because it it was like it talked about how he only had like seven hundred like words of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven hundred words of dialogue. I think it's like almost sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, like sixty eight thousand right. or something, maybe. Eighty five thousand seven hundred sixteen dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. He's paid twenty one thousand four hundred twenty nine dollars a word. <laughs> that's uh, that's depressing. Hasta la vista, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, pay up, LPJ. <laughs> you can give me half. I'll be all right. You know. Oh, all right. I thought I'd try. <laughs> Edward Furlong is John Connor, a uh, little boy. In his, in his debut. In his debut. Which he hasn't done a ton of movies. No. I don't know anything else he's done. <laughs> he he did, I think he did he, a few other he things. Did, what was that, Pecker he did, which was kind of like an indie. Yeah, I think he's done maybe some smaller movies. Yeah, but, but nothing big. It, yeah. Nothing other than that. He, he still bothers the hell out of me in this movie. <laughs> Not as much as the last action hero kid, sure. but still gets to me. And I guess like his voice was... I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, his voice was changing while filming. Yeah. So they had to redub it. Yeah, yeah because of, yeah, I did see that too, yeah. The only thing, that, the only place it's not redubbed is when he's explaining, when he's explaining to Arnold why humans cry. Right, yeah. He's supposed to be playing a 10-year-old, but he's actually 13 in real life, so obviously... Well, at that time. At, he's a little older now. <laughs> Thanks, LPJ. Welcome Thanks. back. Welcome back. <laughs> Jackass. Linda Hamilton is returning as Sarah Connor. Uh, she did some intense training to get ready for this film, which is clearly noticeable yeah, when she, she's in She's the, jacked. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's super ripped. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, impressive. in kind of a creepy way, too. Oh, like. for sure. <laughs> yeah. She did a 13-week training... Um, for the film, uh, yeah, intense stuff. And I mean, you can, yeah, I mean, in that insane asylum, you know, she's doing push-ups yeah. and pull-ups and, and yeah, all it's sorts a, of, it's impressive. She needed like a montage, like an eye of the tiger in the background. <laughs> she was something. working a lot of, off a lot of aggression. She was in the middle of getting divorced from James Cameron <laughs> while this was filming, Ooh, while he was cheating on her with somebody else. Awkward. <laughs> that is very, very true. <laughs> yes. Another fun pop quiz for you both. Oh. Pop quiz, hot shot. Did you see about her and her twin? I didn't realize she had a twin. I saw something about this. Um, it, it, there's a, it's a pop quiz, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was about to like, I, I was about to expand, and then I'm like, wait, you didn't actually, was that the question that I did? I did see about it. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I guess I didn't really... Well, Joe, you explain it. Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't really phrase that pop quiz very well. You're, you're off your game. It's been a while. It has been a while. Joe, would you like to, to share with everyone what we got on it? Well, I don't... So there's no question? <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. Well, there was just like a scene where they were like... It was something about like they used to like in the mirror, right? As like the reflection while they were filming a scene or something. That was one spot. And then the other spot was... Um, when she has that dream with like the nuclear explosion, in one of the dreams, she's the mother. Oh yeah, okay. And she's like yelling at herself, you know, type yeah. of deal. Okay, and that's her sister. Oh okay. Oh, I always. Yeah, right, that makes sense. Pop quiz, <laughs> hot shot. Where was the other spot where a twin was used in this movie? That was the second half of my pop quiz. Maybe <laughs> I should have finished mine, but that's yeah. Okay. Your pop quiz was confusing. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where was another twin used? There was. There was like twin security guards or something. Yeah, right? correct. It, I don't. I don't remember at where. At the insane asylum, but, the the guy getting coffee, yeah. and he turns around and he sees himself. It's him oh, and his twin. It's his twin brother. Okay, that makes sense. The dude then. that gets it right in the eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Don and Dan Stanton. Really, nice. really great on the names there. I like my pop quiz better. <laughs> you know, you performed it better, so I'll, I'll give it to I you. I usually do. Sphinxes are just like, hey, you hear about twins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, you know we're doing Terminator pop quiz? Oh. <laughs> hey, this it's is right. an action we'll, movie we'll podcast. Give, we'll give you a break. It's been a few episodes. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Robert Patrick is the T-1000, who also legit like worked out insanely. Like I wrote down in my notes, like all this dude does is run in this. Yeah, movie. he does a lot of running. He, he was already jacked from um, being in uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, or Die Hard no, Two. Die Hard Two. Die Hard yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess he legit could run with that Honda bike that John Connor was was riding. <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's not edited. That dude is actually catching up to that bike, which that's is funny. nuts. The only other people I have is uh, Joe Morton, who is uh, Miles Bennett Dyson. Yeah, he's a famous character actor. He has a lot of stuff. Yeah, this is an actual pop quiz again. That's a real one, though. Pop quiz. Well, we'll be the judge of that. He was in another movie we have done on this podcast. Do you know where he's from? Oh, I, what movie was he in? Um, I do not know. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't know. Like it's hard for me to remember now all of the movies that we've done, especially because it's the very first movie we ever did. Really? He was in, oh, he wasn't Speed. He was the he was the commander. Yeah, he's the boss. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Taking so. it back, episode fifty to episode one. Right. <laughs> See, that's a good pop quiz. Did I redeem myself a <laughs> yes. little bit there? Was, uh, yes. Perfect. Lastly, I got Earl Bowen, who is the doctor. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> How many movies has Earl Bowman Bowen? I'm sorry, played a psychologist. Five. Three. The answer is five. Can hey, you name them? No, I can't name them. T3, I don't even know who is. Terminator. Salvation. The, no, Terminator. This one. T3. No, I did get that one. Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult. <laughs> awesome. And the Nutty Professor 2, the clumps. <laughs> nice. Um, so while while we're kind of on the cast here, do you guys want to buzz through some net worths? <laughs> that means yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's start uh, with uh, Edward Furlong. What do you guys think for Edward Furlong? Negative $10 million. <laughs> okay. Listen, this is not DMX. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, it was DMX. Yeah. Right? I'm glad episode. you were listening. Yes, I was. Um, I'm not thinking a lot. $5 million? He is $100,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poor guy. Um, next, uh, let's do Robert Patrick. What do you think for Robert Patrick? I'll say $5 million. $5 million? Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'll because he was on because he was on like X Files and stuff. Yeah, like I'm gonna that say too. like he's, got, he's been a, he's continuously acting. Ten is close. It's twelve million dollars okay. for Robert Patrick. Then we have Linda Hamilton. Um, Just by looking at her, I feel like she blew all that money away long ago. This one's gonna surprise you, I think. I'll say fifteen million. Okay. Twenty. Seventy million dollars. Holy wow. crap! Yeah, and I did, I was surprised by that one too. I was. I wonder what from. I don't know. Maybe she's just a good investor. I don't know. Could be. Okay, and finally the man himself, oh, Arnold geez. Schwarzenegger. God, he's got to be worth. He's got to be nine figures, maybe. He's probably. I'm gonna say three hundred million. Okay. Sphinx, got a guess? I'll. Go, I'm gonna go a little higher. I'll say. Well, not a little higher. I say four fifty. Close four hundred million dollars. Wow! Damn. <laughs> well, we split it, so there you go. He should give um, Edward Furlong a little bit of money, right? Yeah, <laughs> just toss him a little. Help toss him out. Here's a mill. 
Uh, that's awesome. Arnold, man. That dude. Well, I mean, he's done so many movies and everything else he's a part of. Well, he's in the new one. He that's is in true, the new one. one Him and Linda Hamilton are both in the new that's one. That's what Yeah, yeah. And, and Cameron's helping out with that one too, right? From what yeah, I saw. Yeah, he's, uh, he's like producer. producing it, yeah. And a creative Co- consultant. Yeah, consulting, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I have one final pop quiz so we can <laughs> finally get into this movie, I guess. Pop quiz, hot shot. Um, this was, at the time, the only sequel to win an Oscar when the previous movie had no nominations before it. Mm-hmm. Do you know the other two? And you should definitely know one of them. Uh, one of them is Toy Story 2, 3. Oh, I didn't have that. Yeah. I, but maybe I missed it. Well, Toy Story 3 won an Oscar. Okay. Uh, the other ones but might I have been nominated, the first, though. I thought the first one was nominated yeah, for many nominated. times. Um, the other one was... I know, Aliens. <laughs> nope. Dang, Dang it. Aliens was nominated. It was... You guys just recently did it. And I thought you even mentioned it on your episode. I'm sure we did. Oh, uh, Fury Road. Yeah, Mad, Mad Max. Max. The um, other one is an action... Series that we actually haven't done yet. Haven't done yet. Was it one of the Bourne movies? It is. Bourne Ultimatum. Oh, what was it nominated for? I did not get that. Though. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But, shitty but, pop quiz again. <laughs> no, shitty that, well, <laughs> shitty I didn't get all my information, I guess. I think I'm done with the pop quizzes. That was a lot. You know, I had to make up for six yeah, months' time. Yeah, it's fine. We understand. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, well, we said that we, I mean, the composer, um, we don't really need to play that music because... Yeah, because we play it at the end of every episode. Yeah, you hear it every time you listen to the podcast. Uh, his name is, what, is it Brad Fidel? Do I have that right? Yeah, Brad Fidel. Fidel, thank you. <laughs> no, you're good. Sounded good to me, but we know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. We, all, we look to you, LPJ, for name pronunciations here. Fair enough. <laughs> so the other big song was Guns N' Roses. Right. You Could Be Mine. Which is, yeah. Do you remember the video? (laughs) Yes, I do remember the video, and I'd like to briefly describe it to you. Please. So Guns N' Roses is on stage playing the song at a concert. Arnold Schwarzenegger is there, full T2 gear, walking around the concert with a shotgun in his hand. While the song's playing, they're playing live, we're intercutting uh, footage from the movies. It's super exciting. Very end of the video, they're walking out the back door of the club. Arnold's there. You get his red Terminator vision. He's, like, assessing all the members of Guns N' Roses, you know, (laughs) Slash, you know, all of them. Gets to Axl Rose, and it says, Axl Rose, assessment, waste of ammo. End of video. I must have watched it 10,000 times. I think that's what got us pumped about the movie. (laughs) Maybe. Was the video, because the song is phenomenal. In fact, I think I'll probably just play it right now. All right, good deal. We're going to skip ahead a little bit. It's got a long intro, so here's uh, into the song here.
I love that song. I do. I really do. And I'm not even like a big Guns N' Roses fan, but I, that song, maybe it's just because we listen to it so much. And I that video, because it was like, I couldn't see the movie, but I could watch <laughs> the video. Yeah. And I think that's why I watched it so much. Do that. I've never seen the music video. Oh, oh my man. god! I know I've never seen it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you really gotta check it. I mean, out. I know the song because this sure, was but... like at the height of Guns N' Roses. Right. Like the height of Guns N' Roses was when this movie was coming out, and this song is all throughout the movie. Yeah, they played a oh, lot. I, I I saw the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't seen the music video. I feel like a lot of our younger listeners are like, "What's a music video?" Yeah. Check out Vivo. <laughs> There's no more MTV, really. <laughs> nope. All right, so this plot. Yes. So, I mean, essentially, I'll, I'll, I'll do a brief synopsis of the plot, and we can get into more specifics. Okay, sounds good. So the good. brief synopsis is Sarah Connor is at a mental institute. She's got her son, who is estranged from her. There's a Terminator, uh, the T-1000, sent back to try and kill John Connor, her son, mm-hmm. so that... He can stop so that it's by killing him, they are preventing the resistance to the robot apocalypse. Right. Well, they, and they say that, like, kind of tying in the first movie, they say that, like, uh, the, the robot sent back two. They sent back one to try and kill her before John was born, and they sent back one to kill him as a child. Kind of like one of these is going to succeed. Exactly. Right. And obviously the first movie is the story of the one they sent back to kill her when she was, before she had John. Correct. And then the second one, obviously, is this one. Right. And then the Resistance, a.k.a. John Connor himself, sends back the T-800 Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. to protect young John Connor from, from the T-1000. Right. Which I think, and this is kind of what I was talking about before, is I think where if you see the first movie, and I think they even talk about, they kind of marketed it this way. I think it's interesting that you would they, they paint it as in a way till you get to a certain point where you're not sure you would assume that Arnold wow. is the bad guy because that's what he's supposed to be from the original movie. Right. So like until that scene when they're at the mall and he's got the shotgun and the roses and it's like you still don't know then you're like, oh, okay, he's the good guy. But I, I, I think that's one of the real clever things they do with this is that they don't let you know. And that's like you know, a half hour or so into this movie before you even yep. realize that he's not the bad guy. Right, right. And I love that. And again, like with me being a lot younger, uh, do you guys remember it all from, from any of the previews? Was it was that truly a surprise for people? Uh, like were people going into previews thinking that, that I, Arnold was probably still I the Terminator? I don't remember, but I yeah, did. I in, my, in my kind of research for this, I did say that they specifically, the early marketing for it, they didn't show any shots where it had him like Arnold and Edward Furlong together just so people wouldn't know to kind of keep that a mystery. So Which is weird because they're together in the movie a lot. Right. Like the whole movie besides the first thirty minutes, they're they're together the entire time. So I and I don't know how long they stuck to that strategy. I just sure. know it was something that they initially but and I and like back then, I mean promotion and stuff wasn't quite what it is today with like all the social yeah. media and stuff like that. It's true. So it's like you saw a trailer. I was just thinking when I was at the movies the other day, and like you know, I, it was all these trailers that I had seen already. But it's like remember when you used to go to the movies and it'd be like, oh, what are they going to show a trailer for? And you had yeah. no idea, you and you had no never clue. seen it before. I miss that. I do miss that. <laughs> yeah, because now you can just watch it online. Yeah, yeah, and generally people do. <laughs> yep. And, and so essentially, yeah, I mean the the T eight hundred is protecting John as the T one thousand is going after him. John says, well, we got to get mom, Sarah, because the T-1000 is probably going to kill her. 
So they, they do a rescue, and then kind of the mission changes a little bit. Yeah, it becomes, let's stop let's stop the apocalypse from happening at all. Right, well, because she kind of, he has all the detailed files and basically tells her who is going to be ultimately responsible for creating Skynet. So once she kind of gets that information, she decides to go rogue, and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to take this guy out and right. save the future that way. Yep. So that kind of becomes the, the, the final part of the film is they're trying to erase Cybernet or Cybernet, Skynet, Skynet, the whole thing from happening. Which is, again, tying kind of into the first one because the, the way that they're able to develop this technology is they recovered the ARM, I think it is, and the like damaged CPU chip right. from the Arnold Terminator in the original Terminator. Right. And that's what they're using for the basis for all this research that will ultimately create Skynet. Yeah, and and also that's why Sarah is in the insane asylum as well. Is that she has been planning, like revolution, pretty much in between yeah. the two films to stop this from happening. Right, and and the company like you know hit everything so that the public didn't know about what had happened. So she's thought of as being a crazy person saying all this stuff is happening. Yeah, and if I can remember right, the doc is in on it too, right? Because he. He was obviously at the police station when the Terminator showed up. Well, no, because so, when he when when he showed up, when Arnold shows up shows up in the first one, you just think it's some crazy guy with a gun. Okay, and then he disappears because the next thing they see, because his his in the movie in the T one, his flesh gets burned off. They don't see that's right. They only see the skeleton, and not until the very end. Right, all right. So they have no idea that right. Arnold was the skeleton. Okay. Right, and there's even that kind of nice callback to it when they're like. They're like, oh, last seen in like 1984, and they have like right. the, the pictures of him from the police station. They they think it's just the same guy. Exactly right. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, one of the scenes that that gets brought up every now and then that that I wanted to discuss briefly was um those dreams that Sarah has because those are kind of like striking, you know, because yeah. she you know she essentially is having this dream of. Of Judgment Day happening, yeah, uh, in 1997. I oh, think you mean, was the year was supposed. You to mean happen. August 29th, 1997? Correct. <laughs> I almost wanted to make that a pop quiz. <laughs> I, I would have got that one good. It's right in my notes. <laughs> you you would have. <laughs> I said I was done with the pop quizzes, but I guess I kind of have one more. Maybe. Well, you would if I could hit the button properly, <laughs> which you can't. Pop quiz, hot shot. Cameron chose the date August 29th for a reason, related to nuclear weapons. Was that the day that the was it the day they dropped the bomb in Hiroshima? Good guess, but or no. was it when they first split the atom? Nope. All right, I got nothing. I don't know. I think I saw it in my research, but I skipped it because it looked like a snooze fest. So, wow, <laughs> damn. Let's see where this goes. It's the first time the Soviet Union dropped a nuclear bomb. Snooze fest. Snooze fest. <laughs> How is that a snooze? It's real scary. <laughs> you all sucked it. <laughs> Which uh, I and uh, LPJ can attest to that. Speaking of dicks, I <laughs> when I was watching the movie because when Arnold when Arnold first appears, he's naked as the Terminator do because they can't. Oh yeah. And so like one of the first notes I wrote when he's because he's like he shows up at this biker bar and he's like walking around. Which that great line where he's like, "I need your clothes and your glasses." Your and your and motorcycle. Yeah. Well, I I wrote a note that says, "Do Terminators have dongs?" And I sent it to LPJ while you, I was watching you did. the movie. And obviously they do because the, the woman's looking down. That's true. They and are, she's they, like, oh. 
Must be a huge dick. <laughs> it seems unnecessary for a Terminator to have that, but I'm just curious. I'm going to clean this up a little bit with some more history. <laughs> the biker bar that they were at. Something crazy happened that night while filming. Oh, I think I saw yeah, this. I, yeah, like, yeah, like somebody came in and didn't know they were shooting a movie, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no. The Rodney King beating happened across <laughs> oh, the street. right. I did, yeah, yeah. I did see but that. But it wasn't yeah. while they were filming. Well, they were there, though, from they what were Cameron there. said. They were there, yeah, but they weren't They weren't in the process of filming. They were just kind of there. Okay. Yeah. I did. I guess I did see that, yeah. Which yeah, is, across the street is where that happened. Interesting. Which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. It's mean, <laughs> wild, actually. Right? All right, that was better than the Soviet Union one, then. Slightly. Yeah. Right. No, I'm going to... You know what? I think that was better. Sweet. <laughs> All right. But going back to that scene, it's just... A, it's a neat scene, and I guess um, a lot of the, the, the special effects guys were actually doing a lot of research trying to look at old film about what a nuclear explosion would look like. Sure. And so they, they essentially tried to recreate that in terms of the buildings and all that, but like having the bodies melt and frizzle and, and turn drift dust. off into yeah. dust. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. It is pretty When she's gnarly. holding onto the fence and she basically just... Yeah. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't cool. It was just like, it looked cool. She gets dusted. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very blade, very blade reminiscent. <laughs> Very Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Like, if Indiana Jones and Blade got together and made a, a scene in a movie, that's what it would be. <laughs> oh, man, I want to see that movie. <laughs> I do. Indiana Jones meets Blade? <laughs> that would be so great. Stop the podcast. We are writing that now. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I bet you, you know what? Our buddy Wesley Snipes, I'm sure, would love to be in that. <laughs> we, would, we would get a like on Instagram, definitely, from that. 100%. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Are there, do we want to kind of share some scenes that we all like from the film? I mean, we kind of went over the plot. There's so much to this movie. Well, I'm just trying to figure out how we want to, I mean, how we want to hit this. I guess maybe just the, the, to wrap it up, they're kind of successful in their plot to blow up Cyberdyne. Uh, the T-1000 shows back up. Um, there's a big chase. They end up in a steel mill, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets frozen with liquid nitrogen, which is pretty sweet. Um, this might be one of my actual issues I have with the movie. <laughs> Everything like just worked out just perfectly to get rid of that T one thousand. I mean, you it, know, like he happens to steal a liquid hydrogen tanker, yeah, and it happens to crash into a steel mill, <laughs> and <laughs> you happen to have. Arnold at the last minute have like an emergency power. Yeah, his, his like backup power cell. Yeah, yeah, to get the last shot to throw him into the the liquid. Yeah, because metal, essentially because he gets frozen and they shoot him and he blows into a million pieces. That's where you get the classic uh, hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, he shoots him then, but he he melts. He pulls himself back together. He's kind of chasing him around. He he tussles with Arnold. He really trashes him pretty bad. Like rips out. He gets one of his arms ripped off. He like impales him with a pole, mm-hmm. and he's basically dead. Um, but he comes back, like you said, that like the power reroutes. Yeah, yeah. but it's like um. The Terminator, like, did I get supposed to get from, and maybe I never caught this when I was younger and watching it, but from when he got blown up by the liquid nitrogen, it, like, messed him up somehow, right? Because he, like, there's all those scenes where he's, like, walking and he's, like, he's changing into the floor and he, like, holds on to the railing and he's turning into the railing. Like, it was supposed to be right, like, something was going on I'm assuming he's, like, yeah, he's, like, damaged, I guess. He he couldn't quite, yeah. So then there's that, that, I always, like, there's so many shots of this movie that I just remember, like, when she's got that shotgun, she gets, like, stabbed, is it, or shot, or something, she her leg sh- shot. 
No, she gets, she gets, she stabbed. gets stabbed in the shoulder. But she also gets shot in the leg when they're on the truck. Yes, correct. Yes. But that shot where she's got like the shotgun with one hand, yeah, she's, she's just pumping like it pumping it and like shooting him and stuff. And then when Arnold kind of, I know he's on some giant gear for some reason, uh-huh. he like rolls up on the gear <laughs> and he shoots him with the last grenade and it blows up. And then it's like, I, it's hard to describe it. It's the like the thing. Yeah. He, yeah it's like it you see the, like thing, the thing. Yeah. He falls into the pit and it, or he's like, he's, he's like, his half of him is arced up over him yeah. and like yeah. he's squealing and yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, and he falls in and then he falls into the like the the molten steel. Yep. And like he's like turning into all the people that he turned into like previous mm-hmm. in the movie, like the foster mom and all the stuff. And it's it's a real wild scene. It's it's kind of crazy, but um, and then, like, so the very end is, like, Arnold's like, well, in order to f- complete the mission, I can't still be around because they'll use me. He's like, but I can't self-terminate. <laughs> this is the part, like, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, when I first saw this when I was younger, like, I think I cried at this part. I teared up was, a little bit, yeah. Because it was, like, even now, like, I didn't even realize now watching it, I hadn't watched the whole thing in a while, like, it's so, it's still kind of, like, emotional. Yeah. When he says, like, oh, I know now, <laughs> I know now why humans cry, yeah. but I cannot do it myself or something. It's like, oh, man. Man, what a bummer. Uh-huh. And then they so they have to lower him into the liquid steel. And the last thing he does is he gives that thumbs <laughs> gives up. Thumbs up. And then he's gone. And that's uh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. The thumbs up is so cheesy. I love it, but it's so <laughs> no, cheesy. No, it is perfect. It get, is absolutely perfect. I, I think it's I get what you're saying, it's a little cheesy, but I think it's also just like because the whole movie uh, John Connor's trying to make him more human, Agreed. you know, and like teach him all this stuff. So I think yeah. that was kind of the last little like yep. thumbs up thing. But yeah, I um, do agree with that. <laughs> the other thing I was confused about throughout this ending scene is when the T-1000 just stabs Sarah. She he tells her to call out to John. Right, I was confused about yeah. this too. Why? Because he, he can do it. Yeah, yeah and he, he does. does. <laughs> like like a minute later, he imitates her voice. So yeah, I was very. I, I had the same thought too. I think it's in my notes. It's like, well, why why does he need her to call out? It didn't make sense. He should have just killed her. And I wonder if maybe that was an original idea. Was that she was gonna die, and then maybe they just had a change of heart at the last minute. They wanted to keep Sarah alive? I don't know. I don't know, because it just, it doesn't, you know, like, I just think of Cameron being such a mastermind, and I feel like that's like, it's a miss, right? Like, that 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 shouldn't have happened, because it's immediately what came to mind to me was, why would he ask her to do that? He, yeah. Like, he has her, like, and he's a Terminator. Yeah, he Throughout just, the movie, he shows no mercy for anyone else that comes across Although him. I guess his his primary mission is to kill John Connor. But look at all the other people he's killed in the film. That's true, yeah. You no, know? you're absolutely right. Because I love that death that he gives the, the foster dad. Oh, man. When he, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he when he turns his uh, his arm. Because he can... So he can... Um, oh, man, it's in my notes, but there's that great thing where like he's... Arnold is explaining the T-1000 to John Connor, and he's, like, talking about... And he's like, oh, well, like, why doesn't he just turn into, like, a gun and shoot me or a big bomb? And I have it written here where he's like, oh, he can't form complicated machines. Guns and explosive have chemicals, moving parts. It doesn't work that way. Uh, He can only form solid metal shapes, uh, like knives and stabbing things. Mm -hmm. So he, like, the foster dad is, like, he has already killed the foster mom, and he's, like, on the phone... As the mom. As the mom trying to get John to come home. And the dad's like, they're like complaining. And you just like see him kind of make his arm like a tomahawk. And you hear, and then like after the scene's done, you see, and he's got a big metal thing. It's like through the milk carton. Yeah. yeah, Through his throat. Yeah. And I, yeah. There's so many like specific things in this movie that stick with me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, we've kind of summarized the plot, but just to get into like the whole like chase scene with the uh, the motorcycle and where he's yeah. got the, the semi. It's like a semi tow truck. Yeah. yeah, like that part is amazing. I forgot just like little things. I forgot how cool those were. Arnold's driving and he's like shooting the locks with a shotgun. And he's flipping the shotgun to cock it. Yeah. Like, Can you really do that with a shotgun? I don't I, know. I don't know, but it's like <laughs> when he does it, like I'm sold. Like I'm like, you can totally do that. Yeah. And that's awesome. I would also be upset if we went in this whole conversation and didn't mention that uh, Budnick from Salute Your Shorts uh-huh. was in this, <laughs> which for all my Salute Your Shorts peeps. And that but, was at the time of Salute Your Shorts too. Yeah. So maybe, so Budnick was in it and I was, I was like remembering that. Um, the whole, the whole, uh, oh. Pop <laughs> so that actor whose name I, I escapes me at the moment, is uh, also does voice work for Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, what voice did he do in one of their uh, early 90s cartoons? Jeez, I have no idea. I don't know what an early 90s Warner Brothers cartoon right, I think of like an Animaniacs or Close. Tiny Toons. It was Tiny Toons. Was it Tiny He's Toons? He's the voice of Max of... Uh, oh, I don't like, know who Max is. So it's to be like uh, Yosemite well, like Sam. Yosemite Sam, yeah. yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> And then he did more voiceover work after that. Um, <laughs> kind of shitty pop quiz. It wasn't great. Okay. Still better than yours. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> and another scene, like the whole rescue from the the mental institute, is one that I I, awesome. I remember. It's like there's so much cool stuff in that. Like and and like um, I think they do a really good job with her reaction when she first sees like oh, Arnold very in good. it. It's just like absolute terror, and it's like it's so good because it's like yeah, that's how she would react mm-hmm. to this. Basically, absolutely. Like, the the monster you know that she's been thinking about for all these years and then he's there so. and putting it in slow mo makes it perfect too yeah because when the elevator walk like the step is very slow as it comes yep. out and then yeah you get like her you kind of see her eyes just widen in a slow motion yeah and she's like and it's oh! a true terror <laughs> it's really good she's like on the ground like backing up it's I, really I really appreciated her acting when she got licked in the face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, her not acting, you mean? Yeah. I totally forgot that scene. Oh, man, no. I, I was, that always creeped me out. I remember that it was coming up. I'm like, he really just licked her across the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't she, worry. She beats the shit out of him with does. that broom. She oh. learned how to pick locks so she could accurately do it in that scene. <laughs> which, with, the two, with a paper clip. Which is crazy because it is just a paper clip. It's just a paper clip, yeah. Yeah. She learned how to pick it. Another uh, like plot point that I like uh, is that like basically the whole movie, like John's trying to teach the Terminator that he's like, he can't kill people. He's like, you can't go around killing people, you can't mm-hmm. do it. So like Arnold's response is like right after that is he shoots that guy like in both his kneecaps <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, he'll live. And then like later on when he's got that like uh a big uh, rail gun, not oh, rail the mini gun, cannon? the mini cannon. He's just like when they're at Cyberdyne, he's just, I refuse to believe that some cops didn't get oh, killed. Oh, I'm he sure was like, somebody uh, died. And he was like, and then then he's using that uh, the, like smoke grenade one, but he's just yeah. like shooting him like right in the chest and the stomach and stuff. And that's also when he brings back his line from the first Terminator because he's going to handle the cops outside. So he's like, stay here. I'll be back. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's right. He does say I'll be back. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I and I for some reason always remember when the T one thousand tells that guy to get out of the helicopter and the dude jumps. <laughs> so did you guys notice <laughs> it's a hell of a jump? I don't too. know if I you noticed this dead. or not. So in that scene, it's real brief, but the T one thousand has four arms. Yeah, you know what? I never noticed that seeing it as huh. a kid. Yeah. But then I noticed it because he's like holding on to the helicopter. Like when he's flying it, he's steering it with one hand and he's like shooting. And, and he's shooting. Yeah, he's got, he gives himself four arms so yeah. he could do it. I'll do all that. Yeah, I never noticed that. And then when rewatching it this time, I was like, oh, yeah. shoot. It's real brief, but yeah. yeah. 
That's interesting. It was very cool. Yeah, it was something I didn't catch until this time around too. I um, while watching through with the movie, I it's I'm kind of bringing back the same conversation we had after we did the first Terminator podcast, and that is that when you really think about what this movie is talking about, it's kind of creepy to where we are now in real life. Yeah, to to what's going on. Sure, because as it kind of gets described in the film. You know, essentially, you know, the, the, the company is given this power to just kind of run and go. And again, these machines realize that, that humans are kind of the problem here, and then they attack. And it's like, when I just think about where we are now with AI and everything else, and the fact that we keep hearing about how there is no regulation on any of this, it's it kind of freaks the fuck out of me that like this could legitimately happen any moment, couldn't it? I, I don't know. I mean, it's I mean it probably could. On the plus side, though, people like Bill Gates and uh, uh, um, Musk, yeah, and Elon, they're all they're 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 against AI development, yeah, and they want regulation. So people like that are are very much aware of what could happen. Um, but you're right. But it then I and, and then it made me wonder because in the scene where where they're at the the Cyberdyne place, you know, they're having to destroy everything. But then I'm thinking to myself, here in 2019, even doing that wouldn't work because everything is uploaded in cl- in the cloud. Yeah, so, things are in so many different sites. Because yeah. you know, like in the film, like the idea is to destroy all the evidence of of his research. But like we we can't go backwards in real life today. No, like it's gonna that information would be it, found. It, yeah, it would be much harder these days to kind of mm-hmm. everything to really backed wipe up, it clean. Backed up. Yeah, it's true. Like that kind of uh, <laughs> way, way to kill the podcast. <laughs> I'm Thank sorry. It just every time I watch these Terminator movies, that's always what I think about is is we're fucked. Like, and I think she says it herself. One of them says it themselves. I can't remember what the exact quote was, but it's that you know human beings were meant to destroy each other. Was was the phrase? I think actually Arnold says it um, when they're in the desert, something like that. Yeah, it's in their nature. It's in our nature. It's in our to nature to, to destroy ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and, and not to bring up T three, that not that it was very good, but that's kind of the whole basis of the third one is there's nothing they can do to stop the apocalypse from happening. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen no matter what. Yep. It's just a matter of getting people, getting the right people safe when it happens. Yep. Is it, isn't Claire Danes in that movie? Yeah, she is. Okay. Just she ends up being John Connor's wife. Oh shoot! Okay. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! Oh no! Nice. Um, I guess there's one kind of last scene I want to mention. Just mm-hmm. um, when they're at Dyson's house, um, they're basically trying to convince him, like, "Hey, you're going to be responsible for this," and he kind of doesn't believe it. And this is something that I remember <laughs> when I was younger. And it's still, like, disturbing, but I remember it being a lot more weird. So Arnold's basically proving to him that he's a robot, so he takes a knife out, and he just cuts, like, the skin around his arm and then pulls the entire, like, skin to reveal his, like, metal robot arm, and it's pretty disturbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's super creepy. It stuck with me. I I do do have a question about that, though. If it's living tissue, how does the blood pump to it? There's no heart. Yeah, wouldn't blood be going everywhere? Well, he but would it need. Doesn't really happen. Well, no, not just that, but like it's living tissue, right? Mm-hmm. The living tissue needs something to supply it with blood. He has no heart, mm-hmm. so how is the blood pumping? How is he? He's not eating, so how is the how is thing? How are things regenerating? I, I don't know. 
I'm getting a little little too deep with this, but <laughs> that's okay. I mean, I was talking about how our inden- our you know inevitable doom is coming soon. That's so. true. You guys are getting deep, and I just want to mention <laughs> that I like when Arnold jumps on the truck that he's driving and is shooting the machine gun like right into his that face. That was awesome. And it's like that part is so <laughs> that cool. That is so he, great. He's like the the liquid metal's trying to react, and he's just like unloading this machine gun like point blank. It's it's really sick. Like, I I didn't I never appreciated that until this viewing. Yeah, which I, I hadn't seen this movie in probably. Yeah, it's probably been ten years. Yeah, agree. Me too. It. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't sat down and watched the whole thing in a long time. Yeah, now the whole haven't. thing I haven't done in a while, but this thing's on TV all the time, and I always got to watch it yeah. when I see it. Yeah. So I mean, I've, I've seen missed it a, a lot. I've seen it a ton. Yeah. Did either of you have the extended version? Yes, I, I did. I yeah. didn't. I have. See, the extended version came out after because I bought the DVD, mm-hmm. um, like the ultimate edition DVD when it first came out on DVD. They didn't do the extended edition until after that, so I didn't bother buying a second copy of it. Yeah, and the only reason why I bring it up is because they it has a scene with Michael Bean. Yes, which mm-hmm. is weird because I hadn't watched the whole thing in so long. I was like, is this in the normal movie? I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. really remember this. I don't know that scene. It's just like when she's in the she's in the mental institute and she's like kind of it's after they drug her the first time and it's kind of like a hallucination she has where he's there and they're like having a conversation and stuff oh, like that. So okay, yeah, it's a weird scene because yeah. then they're kind of like having sex or yeah, about it, to. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, I could see why it's not in the actual cut. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really. And was then I guess like so, and, and maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but like the scene where they take the chip out of his head, like that's an extended one. That's like, an extended scene. Okay, because yeah. yeah. I I forgot that too because they take it out basically because he says he's they he's a learning computer his his, his cpu is a neural net processor it's yeah. a learning computer but they have him set like default as to not learn stuff and they have him out on mission so they take the chip out and like change it so he can learn stuff and that's how throughout the rest of the movie he's learning all those catchphrases and stuff that he says <sighs> yeah i didn't i don't remember Be- that scene yeah it's it's one that they took out i guess because she sure. wants she wants to smash the chip but like john won't let her mm-hmm. so got it Joe and I have said a lot. LPJ, is there any other scene that that sticks out to you that you want to share? You think we've hit everything? I mean, every scene with with the T one thousand is great. Like yeah. when he's when he's chasing after the police car and he jumps and like mm. makes those claws and is clawing his way up, and then Arnold shoots the uh, shoots the uh, his his like claw arm and it's still stuck in the yeah in the yeah. back of the car, and John throws it. That that part is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah, it 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 amazed me while we were rewatching it how everything just still looks so good today. Yeah, it does still hold I up mean, pretty it's well. A Thirty it, year old movie. It holds up pretty well. I mean, I and I obviously we're kind of uh, spoiled these days with special effects. So sure. some, I mean, some of the T one thousand stuff. I was like, okay, I was like, maybe it's starting to look, show its wear a little bit. But overall, I have no complaints. Oh yeah, overall it looks it looks like, pretty good. You know what I thought was really good looking was all the stuff at the beginning when they're in the future, when they're in the yeah. year, uh, what is it? Is it 2029? Is that what it is? Yeah, and that's yep. why I brought up Aliens, because I think that that scene reminded me of Aliens when they're on that uh, yeah. that planet. Mm-hmm. Is You're right. It looked really good. Because I actually mentioned in the first Terminator, I thought it didn't look very great. It looked very, like you could tell it was that, that claim. That, yeah, that stop state, motion. Yeah, that stop it, motion. But this time around, it, it looked It looked fantastic. really good, and it reminded me of the T2 arcade game. Oh, I love that, that game. <laughs> it was a shooting game. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Yeah, that was awesome. Do you know that you, know, you actually go to the future in that? Or, or go to the past, I mean, in that? Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't think I ever made it never, past the no, first we level. we never made it past the first level. <laughs> I remember the pinball game, too. That's, yeah, the T2 pinball game was great also. That was sweet. I don't remember that. Oh, it was, it was really good. I'm sure it had a lot of catchphrases in it. It definitely but, did. Sorry to circle back. The reason why it looked much better this time around mm-hmm. is all of those skeletons were 
full-size animatronics. They were real skeletons they were, that they dug yeah. up. <laughs> no, they, they were all, all full-size animatronics. They weren't stop motion. Got it. Yeah, got it. All right, I have a new segment for us today. Oh, you do? Because I know we're, we're, we're getting close to the end here. Yeah. We are going to call this the lightning round. Should I hit the button? Oh, definitely hit the button. All right. So, I'm going to kind of host this. It's going to be Hovercraft Joe up against LPJ. Okay. I've got 10 quick trivia questions about this film that I'm going to blaze through, and we're going to see who knows more about their T2 trivia. Well, you got about 40 seconds left of the song, so. (laughs) Well, that's fine. All right, here we go. Question one. The entire movie was shot in California. True or false? True. True. It is true. All right, one to one. Two. This is the last Terminator film written and directed by James Cameron. True. True. Yes. Number three, how much was James Cameron paid to direct this film? Without looking at your notes. Five million. million. Good work. What year is Judgment Day? 1997. Yeah, 1997. All right, we're doing good. How many movies has Arnold Schwarzenegger been in? Terminator movies? No, movies. 30. Fuck. 45. LPJ's closer at 43. <sighs> We're not going prices right rules here. Right. Six. The TV show Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles takes place after the events of T2. Yes. By how many years? Two years. After? Two years. Good work. <laughs> Man. I watched the whole series. Uh, I never seen it. It, was, it wasn't terrible. Linda Hamilton actually suffers from a mental disease. What is it? Bipolar disorder. Uh, he he got it first. Yeah, I don't got that one. I gave this one away. It was how old was Edward Furlong? 13. 13. Yep. Number nine, what is John Connor's t-shirt? Oh, public enemy. Yeah, public enemy. It is. Why is that relevant? I don't because know. Because he was public enemy number one of the year to the robots. Nope, because one of the members of public enemy is named Terminator X. Oh. And the last question is, somewhere else... In the movie, someone says, I'll be back. Who is it? Uh, it's the security guard. Nope. It's the other <laughs> security guard. It's the um, the dog, Max. <laughs> but do you remember he kills that dog in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, he I does. Don't remember that. Well, we don't see it, but no. it's I, John's buddy, Tim. Oh, oh Budnick? Right. Yeah, it's oh. Budnick. Good old Budnick. <laughs> well, LPJ won that one by a pretty narrow margin. But I'll get you next time, LBJ. There you go. <laughs> That's um, the first lightning round. It was good. Do we got good. a role reversal, LPJ, or no? Yeah, I do have a role reversal. Perfect. Uh, oh, we got new music for that, too. I don't know. It's not great. We'll play it. <laughs> do it. A little backward Aussie for you. All right. I like it. All right, role reversal. So I don't have, I don't have a lot. I have two. Okay. Uh, so originally the T-1000 was going to be Billy Idol. <laughs> you know what? It, <laughs> I saw that. And it's funny, too. Sometimes I'm doing my research and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm like, oh, wait, it's a role reversal. Yeah. Don't write it down. Yeah, no, I so saw that. The but- reason why I drank, he had no motorcycle accident, so he couldn't do it. Otherwise, he was going to be the T-1000. You know what? I think he could do it. <laughs> I, they kind of look the same. I think Robert Patrick and Billy Idol look alike. I don't think so at all. I, I think they do. I don't. I don't like it. I think Robert Patrick's a good pick because he's kind of like 
he doesn't like Billy Idol's too known. He's like yeah. too sticks out too much. Where Robert Patrick kind of blends in more. I was gonna say my issue would be is that Billy Idol's got too much attitude in his face, yes. and Robert Patrick is awesome just being stone cold. Yep. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I, I would say Robert Patrick's better. And the last one was lead singer of the heavy metal band Wasp, Blackie Lawless. Yeah, I don't. I saw I that no too. I don't know who that is. I don't know who the hell that so is. No, no, no comment. Yeah. That's all you looked up? That's all I could find. Oh, all right. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. I mean, come on. Who else is... Obviously, they're not going to recast That's Linda true. Hamilton. Yeah. They're not gonna Cameron's re- going to go, yeah. They looked for a kid and found Eddie, Edward Furlong. Yeah, it was quite a search, I guess, trying yeah. to find... And I'm surprised he's the one they went with, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, see, I didn't think it was... I didn't, he didn't do a terrible job. Did, did either of you come across, because I feel like I got some diff, different numbers as, as far as, like, the actual budget of this movie? I can tell you. Okay. Initially, the budget was $88 million. Um, no, I'm sorry. Initially, the budget was like $75 million. Then it ballooned up to 88 and then it eventually went to about 102 Okay, because I had it at $100 million is what I had. Yeah, it, it kept going up just based on different things Cameron was doing. Was it at 88 so that they could go through time? <laughs> I like it. That's a good one. Nope. Um, <laughs> I, and I had the worldwide gross of this at $520 million. Yeah. So... Uh, Huge success, yeah. gigantic success. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, even Jurassic Park was in the four hundred millions, if I remember right. Yeah, this is so bigger this than was, Jurassic Park. Better than Jurassic Park. Also interesting that, um, and this isn't a pop quiz, but do you guys have any uh, like a quick guess what you, what you think the Rotten Tomatoes score for this is? I saw it. Okay, I didn't see. It's it. ninety three. Yeah. Oh well, I was gonna. I was gonna guess. Yeah, I was gonna let Sphinx guess, but you know. Oh, sorry. Ninety three percent. Ninety three percent with an audience score of ninety four. So yep. it's pretty high. I, I, you know, I wouldn't expect sometimes with these action movies the. Uh, you know, the critical, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the critical acclaim that I I wouldn't expect it to be that high in some of these, but that's so I was, I was, but this was about it. well, this was universally kind of praised with the exception of like Leonard Malton, I think was the only one who gave it, I think, two and a half stars. Yeah. But, uh, but otherwise, it was, I mean, everybody loved this movie. Yeah. It was huge. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Faux show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you think we should rate this thing? I think we should. Yeah. All right. Okay, so there's no guest today. This is, no, this is the 50th episode. Uh, I have no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> it is the 50th episode. It is. So how do we want to? Who? I'll, you want me to go first? You go first. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I don't All right, care. go first. So this this is a big movie for me. I mean, obviously, I talked about it a little bit at the top, like how into this movie I was, and it came out. Um, I specifically built, I had a lot of Legos when I was younger. I, I made myself like Terminator two Legos. Like I, I remember bu- that I built like <laughs> the steel factory at the end. Like I had an Arnold, I had a T like I was obsessed with this movie and I didn't even see it like for the longest time. Mm. And it just, and it's still, there's so much iconic stuff in this movie it, it just like that sticks with you and rewatching it. I was still, I mean, there's like, we talked about some of the special effects now are a little dated, you know, some of the stuff to me drags a little bit with, with Sarah and kind of her, all her baggage and stuff like that, that drags a little bit, not enough to kind of ruin the movie for me, but kind of rewatching it now is like, eh, I was like, there's a little bit much of the stuff. Maybe it's cause I watched that extended cut. I don't know. But overall, I really don't have any complaints about this movie. And we, you guys often talk about like your Mount Rushmore of action movies. And this is on my Mount Rushmore of action movies. I got to give it five machine guns. Yeah, I like it. I'll go next because because you brought up the Mount Rushmore. 
Um, when LPJ and I did the first Terminator, I decided to add that Terminator to my Mount Rushmore. And at the time of doing that episode, I, I think I even said that T2 meant more to me than Terminator. But because it was the first Terminator, I felt like what it ended up doing overall was, you know, had that impact. But after watching T2, I actually think I liked the first one better. I kind of agree with you, Joe, that I actually thought there were some things that that dragged a little bit. And really, some of the scenes in the end kind of rubbed me the wrong way with, with how it ended up unfolding. So with that being said, though, I mean, I still absolutely love this movie. I've watched it a ton of times. I will always watch this movie. I'm going to give it five machine guns as well, <laughs> but I'm not going to put it on the Mount Rushmore. Right. I am going to keep, actually, the first Terminator on there because I, with the first Terminator, that was 90 minutes, and I think it just plowed through that 90 minutes, and it also had kind of that element of fear in there that this one is definitely more fun, but I, I think I like the first one better, to be quite honest. Okay. But I still, I mean, again, I love this one, five machine guns, so... That's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm with Joe. This thing was this movie was huge to me. Like I have, I have a 1,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. That's the poster of the the, <laughs> the, the one sheet poster of this that I still will pull out and put together sometimes. Um, yeah, this movie was it was huge and and you're right. I remember playing Terminator Legos. Unofficial, unofficial Terminator Legos. <laughs> I remember us talking about it and 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 eventually seeing the movie and buying the DVD as soon as it came out. And yeah, the movie's absolutely five machine guns. I, you're right though. I don't know. I don't know that I'm gonna. Maybe I will put on. I don't know. I'm not. I'm undecided on my Mount Rushmore yet. Okay. This may eventually end up on my Mount Rushmore. It's not currently only because I really have to stop and think about. I think it. right now you only have RoboCop on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing this for 50 episodes now. When no, are we Die getting Hard's to the there. rest? Huh? Die Hard's on there. Oh, was Die Hard on there? Yeah, you're Die right. You're right. I, I wasn't on the Die Hard episode, but I would put Die Hard on my yeah, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Die Hard's on there. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. I don't know if I did for... I, maybe, I thought maybe I did for Terminator, though. I can't remember if you did. I don't I, know. I haven't listened to the episode. He's got to save space for Stargate when you do that episode. <laughs> so <laughs> he, I only have and Transformers, one, the uh, the animated movie. Oh, good. I only have one space left on my 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 Mount Rushmore, <laughs> so I don't even know what I'm going to do. Well, you, gonna, put, you put Black Hawk down on there, right? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so five machine guns all the way around. Wow. Wow. Has, uh, has that ever happened before? I don't think it has. Um, with more than two guests, I don't think it has. We both gave it five for for the first Terminator. Yeah, but no, I mean with like yeah, with more th- with three people. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah. more than two people. Devin yeah. screwed us on Mad Max. He what the it. fuck? <laughs> Did, how did Devin not give that a five? That were, still blows my mind. No, you were all wrong oh, with that. That should have been a three. Real quick, I did want to mention this. Uh, speaking of Devin, and when he was on the Commando episode, same mall that they shot at. It is, yes. The, oh, same mall. the, the mall scenes for this movie were shot at the, whatever it is, Galleria, the Galleria mall, which is yeah. where they shot the mall scenes for Commando. Yep. So Sweet. So All five right. stars. Five, machine guns, I mean. <laughs> five, five machine guns. Five stars. I forgot. It's been 50 episodes, and I still can't get it right. All right. No, you can't. Uh, we got to do the business, though, right? We are GameZilla Media. Last Action Podcast, we come to you every single Monday. No one needed to hear you crack your knuckles there, LPJ, but you shared that with everybody. Twice now. (laughs) Um, But we have so many other shows that we offer throughout the week. 
every single week. And that includes the GameZilla podcast, which is live on Mondays, but then you can listen to it on Tuesday. What do we got on Wednesdays, LPJ? Noobs and Dragons. We sure do. Some that show's going to get real special real soon. Yeah, okay. I actually, yeah, okay. And Thursdays, what do we got, Joe? I believe it's... Uh, <laughs> You've been here for six months. Let's I go. Know, but you don't always go through them in order. Uh, is it Legend, Legend of Retro? It is. Legend of Retro, our classic video game podcast. Yep. And then Saturday, what do we got, LPJ? Uh, Sunday's Noise Blast. Saturday's Bob and Bax. That's correct. The Saturday's movie Bob Blast. Bax, movie Blast. That is correct. Then we got Noiseland Arcade. On Sunday, That's which right. is our Simpsons podcast. Yeah. So look at that. You have entertainment every single day through Games of the Media because we also have a wide range of streamers. We've got blogs. We've got YouTube videos with all sorts of stuff as well. And if you love the stuff that we offer and you would like to help us out a little more, um, go on to patreon.com slash Media, and we would love to have you guys help us out keep things in operation here. We're looking to update some equipment and whatnot. Um, you can sign on for as little as a dollar a month, um, and that's going to get you some perks. And then if you do $5 a month, you get even more perks, which includes a special episode that we do for Last Action Podcast um, that you will be able to listen to as well. So please consider helping us out. Um, that's what we have going on here at GameZilla. So... Are we good, gentlemen? I, think I would we, say, yeah. I think we covered this one pretty well. I think so, too. You want to wrap it up? I do want to wrap it up. Do it. So this last action podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>